Camera live. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hey, it's podcast time. Hi. Hey. 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 Oh. hey. Uh, happy belated birthday, John. Thanks. Appreciate yes, it. happy birthday. I did uh, it. I survived. How old Ooh. are you? 36. Wow. Why? Congrats. Why? Wow. Why yeah. the wow? <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that, John. I'm going to be honest. Older than I thought. Okay. That is that was not the number I had in my head. I don't know if you're um, aware of this, but you stay the same age between two people traditionally for the rest of their lives. So true. I don't know. I feel like I played very like a lot of Professor Layton puzzles where the difference seemed to change based on how old they were and with the math equation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, did you do anything special? Did you get any cool gifts? Um. What do we do? Uh, the day before on Sunday, we uh, went out for a drive. Uh, Reese made me dinner. Or sorry, no, we ordered pizza. Uh, that was <laughs> nice. Sorry, I'm I'm getting things confused because she tried. Reese she ordered wanted to make me dinner. pizza. Okay. Yeah, no, we had we had pancakes. We had a pancake breakfast. We had uh, pizza for dinner. We watched a bunch of Farscape. Uh, we went for a drive around the city. Checked out a couple different places we hadn't been in a while. So that was fun. Cool. Uh, and then at midnight, I got a bill for about $8,000 from the government and woke up and was told I'm being audited. So that was great. That was a good start wow. to the actual birthday. Uh, okay. Wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I had uh, we had issues with our accountant. Our accountant disappeared like last year. So we had to find a new accountant what? to take over our file. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean disappeared? No one knows where she is. Literally, like no one knows. Uh, we contacted someone to do our taxes because we need a specific thing done because of Reese, because she's a U.S. citizen still. And okay. when we talked to the lady who did our taxes this past year, she's like, oh, uh, I, we mentioned that our uh, previous accountant was missing. They're like, oh, do you mean this person? I'm like. Yeah, how'd you know? I was like, oh, you're not the only ones who've asked. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. So, like, no one knows <laughs> what happened to her. Oh, my God. It's weird. Oh, geez. Um, so. I hope they're person, okay. Like, yeah, I hope could... so, too, because they had kids, and I'm really hoping that that didn't turn out bad. Wait, is, like, I'm, I don't, you probably don't even know, but, like, are the kids still around, or did the whole family disappear? Okay, well, yeah, she was know. divorced from what I remember. So okay. it would just be a case. She was like living alone with her kids. And I remember the last time we had talked to her, she mentioned uh, she lost a couple family members for various reasons. And this was the very oh, beginning of COVID. So. Okay. Yeah, this this is getting a little dark, but let's, let's continue. Yeah, it, yeah. it was a ride. Really so uh, the person who does did our taxes for us this year... Uh, couldn't do GST, which is a separate filing for business. So I had to, they right. told me to talk to a different company. So the different company says, yeah, we can do your GST. Um, and we'll also look over your old taxes too. And they went, uh, we don't know why you're actually paying GST. You don't have to because your job doesn't charge taxes because you're a streamer. So sure. uh, they're like, yeah, you don't, so you don't have to file this, but you're going to have to pay more on your taxes eventually. And they filed everything and it just happened. It all processed on my birthday. Uh, and then the uh, government was like, yeah, why are you not paying GST anymore? And so they contacted us. They're like, you're going to have to send us some files, some receipts and some things to prove this. 
So my accountant told me to do that. So I was like, okay, on my birthday, I'll just go dig through receipts. And then like an hour after that, the government called back and was like, yeah, you know what? You've you've been actually pretty good with taxes. We're just going to let this slide. So weird. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was I mean, very much like, yeah, they're like, yeah, my boss says you're low risk. Nothing makes sense. Like, you're not you're not exactly getting a huge amount off of it or anything like that. Like, so we'll process your refund and let and you don't have to worry about GST. So I'm like, OK, uh, how much am I getting back? Like, uh, Four thousand. So I'm getting half of the money I paid back, at least. Hey, sure. OK, yeah. I'm curious. So first off, doing your taxes now, are you one of the people that does it like four times a year? No, I'll I just pay like X amount every paycheck. I'll be like, okay, like two thousand goes to government. Something like that. Okay. Because I don't get taxed. My actual like income is not taxed. So I just am like, this is a rough estimate. Just this goes in. Okay. Then you like contact someone every paycheck to do this process for you? No, I can just do that through my like through Scotiabank. I can I can just like I think every Canadian bank has just you can just do that on their website. You can also just do it through CRA's website in general yeah. as well. CRA okay. lets you log in with whatever bank you have, uh, yeah. and then you can just look at your numbers there, or you can just set it up in your bank. Yep. I'm also curious. So, like, when you did this kind of shift to a new um, tax person, you like, you know, you, you, I'm, I'm assuming you met a new person and talked to them, or spoke on the phone or something. Spoke uh, over phone and email, yeah. Yeah. When you told them you're a streamer, did they have any idea what you're talking about? No. Um, when they called me originally because the government had called them, they were like, oh, yeah. So when we originally took you on, we were like, we weren't right sure what was going on. So we looked you up. So we looked up a bunch of your stuff. So this seems pretty fun. And then we looked up a bunch <laughs> of other streamers. We saw this Dr. Disrespect guy. He's crazy. Oh, no. Yeah. I was <laughs> oh, like, God. Yep, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. Like we had to like look you up and find your videos. We subscribed to all your platforms. <laughs> we bought a shirt. Okay. Wow. I mean, to be fair, our previous accountant also watched Reese a little bit. So, like before you became like their uh, client? No, no, no. Well, after we became their client. Ah, I see. Okay. Okay. Because yeah, that would man, that would be a weird scenario. Be, you're my, you're weird. my favorite. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Okay. And the chat. There's a lot of boobs. Should we be worried? Yeah. Kinda... <laughs> no, nah, no, that's okay. That's, that's eventful. That's a that's definitely eventful. Uh yeah. Paul, what did how much money did you have to pay to taxes this week? <laughs> I don't know. The yeah, nice I thing can... about a normal job is that that's not my problem. That's kind of yeah. done. Yeah, that's my problem in like April. Yeah, for contracting, yeah. No, I you do your taxes like in April time, oh, like the regular tax. Yeah, time. I see what you mean. Yes, and then it's just a matter. And then the nice thing is that they give you that giant receipt that just has like the th five numbers you need on it. <laughs> That's the easy part. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just do like the computer TurboTax thing. It tells me how much money yeah. I owe. I don't understand sure. any of it, but okay, you could do it whatever. that way too. Yeah, sure. Uh, I got my booster shot this week which is pretty exciting. Nice. So three okay. times microchips um, and never better. No side effects. Except for the, Jealous. the sore shoulder. The arm. Yeah, sure. But um, I didn't have side effects the last times either. Um, so batting 300. Pretty great. 
Nice. But nothing going on with you, Paul? Nothing you want to share with the class? Oh, lazy week. Tired this week. Uh, Animaniacs came back, season two. And I recommend that show. Cool. Trump has been gone a full year. They're still dunking on that guy. And I appreciate it. <laughs> anyway. Right. Um, let's do the show. This is the Top Down Perspective for November 11th. 11-11. Yeah. Make a wish. 21. Yep. Uh, I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. Uh, John, what have you been playing? I finished Hollow Knight. Yay. I don't like the end of that game. <laughs> the end kind of sucks. Well, it's okay, because there's more coming. Yeah. Not, so, it's not over. Uh, oh, they say. The end of the game, if you want more than just the default ending i guess you have to go into like this place called like the white palace and to get into there you have to have grinded out a specific number of like uh some experience points essentially for a dream your dream nail so you need like i think 1800 points on it and at the time i got to i had nothing else left to do in the game i had 14 so i had to go find what i missed and search around the world for this these remaining points um then when i got into that area it basically became like a proto celeste where it's just like there are saw blades everywhere there's like nails there's like all these like spike cells reset you back to like your default checkpoint uh it just became like this annoying like brutally hard platformer and then there was like this path of pain you could go down as well which was also like just annoying to deal with it was like just it was like this antithesis like the opposite of what the actual game had been up to that point, and it's just is like not fun. I was gonna say this sounds like your kind of thing, like brutal. No, I hate that. I I, I, and... I like that when that's what I want to play, not when I want to have a game where I'm adventuring and finding shit. When it kind of surprises you, okay. like I don't like. It's basically it was the equivalent of Kaizo. It was like I had to like bounce off of uh, like saw blades. And then do like proper dashing and double jumping to get through shortcuts and then bounce off walls and stuff like that. It was just not fun. Okay. I hated that. that so when when I when I the final boss was fun. That was great. That was actually a fun final boss. But um, I'm at 101 percent in the game. And I think 112 or 114 is the actual completionist. But basically all I have left is like fights with no reward. And it's all just like grueling like survival rushes of like here's like 30 groups of enemies get through them all and then fight a boss here is 10 bosses you fought in the game fight them all and if you die you gotta do them all over again and it's just like no that that sucks like i don't <laughs> want to do that i'm sure if sure. if like for anyone looking for a long game like that's fantastic but like i already kind of was eh on the, some of the boss fights as it is, because they just decide randomly to have bosses do double damage to you for no reason at times. And it's just, the game's just annoyingly inconsistent with stuff like that. And just, usually when I bump into a boss, it was like my least favorite part of the game. That game does exploring phenomenally, uh, and just sometimes it's just not fun. And I, that's why I'm hoping if, when Silk Song comes out, they've taken the time to iron some of that out. Right. I don't know. Uh, it, it definitely soured my mood on the game. I still think it's a good game overall, but the ending just was just like, no, 
And also the fact that it was like 20, it took me 26 hours to get to the end, which is ridiculously long for Metroidvania. Most of those take like 10 at the most. So, yeah, I beat uh, Metroid Dread in like six. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, my God, it's just, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. Like I was enjoying the exploring and everything. But like by the end of the game, I'd also forgotten half the lore of the game. So they're like making this big deal out of this one moment. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on anymore. I like I need Creepy to bugs. Refresher. That's the lore. Bugs. Yeah. Bugs. I don't know. I, I like it. I like the game still. It's just that ending just did not mesh with me very well. Paul, I know you're uh, a big fan. How did the ending f- treat you? What? Sorry, you cut out a little bit for me. Um, the ending. Did you, uh, Hollow Knight, did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. Okay. I also like that whole game. Like, we just differ on opinion on this. Yeah. And we already, we had a discussion last week about it where I said, like, I don't like stamina-based games, and that, that thing is basically a stamina-based game. Yep. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, for sure. Yeah. Other than that, more Mario Party Superstars. But I can't play it anymore because I burned a hole in my hand playing Mario Party. Because <laughs> I didn't listen to the fucking warning on screen where it says, don't spin the stick with your hand, with palm of your hand. And I'm like, well, they ah. literally put that in there. Oh, yeah, they did. They left. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. I, I They could have just changed the control scheme. They could have just changed the button yep. mashing. But they're like, no, we're going to keep the stick spinning in that thing that we got sued over. But we're going to put a warning yep. in so they can't sue us. And then, of course, I'm they- like, I had, I had <laughs> played the minigame twice otherwise with people in that in that game i'm like okay well my hand's been fine i guess i'll just go again and then we lasted the entire like 30 seconds or whatever it is they go and i looked at my hand afterward i'm like oh there's just a hole in my hand now i thought the pro controller wasn't going to do that because it's not the n64 stick can't believe wave of nostalgia washed over you yeah just i don't i'm just gonna like zoom out you can just see the little like red dot that's just right <laughs> here. Like official yeah. gloves for this? What? No, so Nintendo gave out gloves when they got sued about it. So, and here's the thing. I had a hand wrap. If I had thought ahead, I could have just done this and then it would have been fine. But yeah. I, I forgot. I didn't think to do it because I didn't think it was going to actually hurt. And now I'm paying for it because bending my hand hurts. I think at this point, I just I wouldn't go that hard on my controller because I'd be worried I would damage the controller. And as a kid, mm. I probably didn't care. Whereas now is like, no, if I damage this analog stick, I have to drop like 60, 70 bucks. So I don't care See, if I lose this that, mini game. That's fair. But like, I'm just like, I, I'm competitive. I'm just like, I got to do it. It's the way I can do it the fastest. So I've got to try. Yeah, I mean, hey, and skin sure enough, doing that was like the worst idea. <laughs> Okay, man, that's all I've been playing. Did, did you did you win at least? Uh, yeah, actually, burning that hole in my hand forced the tie, and that dictated who won the game. So, yeah, incredible. Mario Party, everyone. Mario Party. All right, Paul, you've been playing some stuff yeah. that I'm excited about. Yeah, uh, so I did go through unpacking last <laughs> weekend. Uh, that is a very just nice game. Yeah, Uh, there is definitely a life story that you kind of learn about uh, through this uh, female character that you you're unpacking her stuff or whatever. And it's kind of neat 
uh, especially with like one of the relationships she's in, it's kind of like, oh, it's one of these relationships. And then it, like there's a different one later. It's cool. Yeah, good environmental yeah. storytelling. Cozy yeah. game of the year. Sure. Yeah. It, I'd have to look at a list of other games that came out this year. It's probably if there was like an award for that, it's definitely a front runner. Uh yeah, and I don't know. That was just a nice I put on a podcast and it was just kind of chill one night at like two AM and I was just like I just gonna play unpacking and I played yeah, through I'm just that whole unpack thing. Some stuff. I'm gonna organize this, you know, closet. Yeah. This closet this yeah. person does not have enough hangers. But we're gonna figure it out. Yeah. I the the clothing drove me nuts in a few parts. Uh mismatching and so i don't know it drove like parts of, so i have like all black socks or white socks like i don't have like multicolored things and so when you're packing them nicely seeing like just a random assortment of shit is just like oh this is so annoying <laughs> to look at i do also like the just kind of really like smart decisions where you'll be like unpacking some dishes and there'll be like a towel in here and it's like you know, this would yeah. make sense because you need to, like, insulate the dishes in some yeah. way. So, like, of course there's a towel in here. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to pretend like I wasn't jealous of some of the, like, rooms or whatever in that game, too. It's just like, oh, this is a cool room. Or sure. It, yeah, it'd be cool to have this thing. There's, like, a statue head of, like, some weird creature or whatever. Like, obviously not a real creature. Uh, some like Cthulhu I mean, esque type thing uh, that I was just like, I would love this thing <laughs> to just be sitting here somewhere. Did you notice that a lot of the, or probably all the box arts you can recognize as actual box art? Yeah, I was looking at them a <clears> little <throat> bit, but then I was also like, it's three in the morning. My eyes are exhausted. I don't care. Like, yeah. I know this is a DS game. But I don't care which one at this point. Sure. Yeah, I would just notice like, oh, this is clearly Jaws. This is the Matrix. Like, I know what these yeah. box arts look like. Oh, not only that, but even just being able to tell what a book, a DVD, a Blu-ray, a yeah. Wii game, uh, a GameCube game, and the DS games all apart from each other. Just, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's a cool little game, and it's on Game Pass, so like, what do you have to lose? Yeah, very, very good game. Uh, the big one is is Forza Horizon 5 came out. On yeah, Pass, boy. So I played a bunch. Well, I'll say about three hours maybe of that one night and haven't gone back to it yet. But um, I see you've been playing it as well. So let's have yeah, that. I uh, probably played like uh, pro like probably twice that at least. Sure. My, like, character level is, like, 25-ish, I think, um, if you remember what yours is. B6. Okay, yeah. I've, uh, I think I've opened up, so the way this one works, you know, it's set in Mexico, but they want you to, like, open up different areas, which will unlock those types of challenges, so it's like, oh, here's the, like, off-roading area you need to and you got to unlock right. that i've so i've unlocked all the areas and i've fully completed the first not wait was it the first one i've completed one of them and it's pretty nuts they make you do this final race for that one called the um i think it was called the gauntlet where you have to do a lap of the entire map oh man okay 
which is long. Yeah. Actually, it reminded me they did that at the very end of Forza Horizon one. And I kind of liked that because it was this big like finale. Like you're, it's a one on one race. You got to do the entire map. And um, unfortunately, I was doing it online with a buddy in co-op, meaning we didn't have the rewind feature. Oh, so it basically yeah. meant we both came in last because at that point, it's yeah. like if you mess up like, oh, you're just going to be toast. behind for the rest of this. Enjoy being behind everyone for 16 minutes of driving. And it was sure. like, oh, well, whatever. And that's well, that's kind of one of the nice things about the Horizon series. It's like it doesn't really matter if you come in last. They're like, oh, you did the race. Moving on. Who cares? Let's just rave happening at this temple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did. So, like, I've done just maybe one or two of uh, different <clears throat> events so far. That for I don't know if it's even the first, but I did the expedition where you're kind of like in an Aztec area, just like doing some stuff, setting up like a radio little station and going yep. here and there and whatever. Like it starts raining and you're like chasing the storm and stuff. It's very, very cool. Good set pieces and just all overall of that like environmental design is top notch. I really, really like it. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, for me personally, I feel like like this game kind of sits in my headspace as like a live service game where I get a new big expansion every two or three years. Right. They are just pretty much the same game, you know, sure. with each entry of the horizon series. So personally, it's a little bit of diminishing returns. Like I pretty much never get excited when I have to do one of those like showdown races where you're like racing a train or racing the plane or whatever. Cause it's the same thing in every game. You're always going to race a plane. It's always going to be this extremely rubber banded thing where you're going to inch ahead of them at the last second and come in first. And it was cool in like the first few games, but now it's just like, yeah, I've, okay. I've seen the gimmick. I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said though, like the racing is still good and yeah, you're right. The environments look fantastic. Um, the environments, the weather effects, it all looks really good. Um, yeah, I was, I was watching digital foundries, uh, kind of breakdown of the different uh, Xbox consoles and and how they're showing it off and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. you know, the, the intro sequence where you, you have four vehicles getting dropped out of the plane fast and furious style Yep. on the Xbox, uh, not the, on the Xbox ones, Okay. there's a load between each of those, like 30 seconds long. Oh, weird. Which okay. sounds like an absolute nightmare. <laughs> that that just kills all the momentum. All the momentum, because yeah. That. So like John, I'm sure you haven't seen this, but there's four vehicles that get dropped out of the plane, and then you like drive along the ground, and you're like going off jumps and landing into races and stuff, and then they like quickly switch back to the plane, and you do the next vehicle. But on the Xbox One consoles, after you do that like race, it like goes to a black screen with a spinning bar for like 30 seconds. That's and then gross. you drop the next one out where and I, and just it was bonkers to me because I was watching this after I'd already done it where it was just smooth and seamless. And I'm like, yeah, well, you get what you pay for, I guess, at this point. What about yeah. on Series X? Does it happen there? Or? No, no. On the series consoles, it is smooth. Everything's connected like you wouldn't. It's all kind of one exact perfect thing. It's what you want. Mm. And I'm actually playing on um quality mode, which is 4K 30. Um, and that's the one that like Digital Foundry actually recommended just because of the increased amount of like ground debris and foliage and stuff that you kind of get out of that. 
Um, so that, that's the one I'm picking over 1080 60 myself. I don't know what options you, I mean, you're playing PC, Paul. What, I don't know what options you have there. I don't know, 4K 144 or whatever, like whatever your PC can handle, right? Okay. I don't know. Is, this, I don't know. is that what your PC handles? No, I have it set to probably 60 hertz. I don't know if V-Sync's on, but I probably have it set to 60. Okay. Currently. Uh, at whatever settings, like Ultra is, or you can't tell at some point. what. Right on. Nice. That yeah. Is, yeah. And yeah, this thing looks fantastic. Um, the soundtrack's not doing it really for me this time. I haven't really come across like yeah. any songs where I'm like, you know, I'm going to look that up and actually see if I want to put that on my phone or something. Uh, yeah, I turned music off after about an hour and just started listening to my own stuff. It's fine. Sure. Yep. Um, but I like all the events. Like it's, you know, it's another Forza game. That it's the same kind of formula. It looks good. Uh, the new thing is the like adventure chapters or whatever where you kind of go through this like little mini story with someone they're fine the story is like barely a story um yeah it's you know it's just an excuse to drive the cars more but you know i'm here to just drive dumb fast cars try not to hit the wall and go on the like community generated decal section and find the dumb anime girl skin that someone made for this insanely fast car and that's what i'm gonna use because why not i'm gonna i'm gonna purchase the vw bus and get the skin of the family but guy characters and that's the one that i'm gonna soup up into an s1 class car and drive around (laughs) and i don't care that there's like a naked lois on the back (laughs) someone made that so and there you go i'm sure they did yep (laughs) sounds right Um, yeah, I'm excited to see which, uh, kind of tie in like licensed property they'll do with this one. The Lego one in horizon four was awesome. The hot wheels one in three was also awesome. So I hope, you know, there's a high bar they got to meet and hopefully they'll, they'll meet that. Yeah. Game's cool. Uh, it's the perfect game pass game because I'll, I play it for like three days and then I don't touch those games ever again until the next one. Okay. I don't I'm going to play it longer than that, that for much. sure. Um, sure. Nice. Another nice thing is um, it, quick resumes working perfectly. <laughs> cool. It's nice. I feel like that's a coin toss these days with some Xbox Game Studios games. Sure. Uh, that's uh, it for me. That's it for you. Uh, I started and played through all of Inscription. And nice. Uh, that game is. That game is fucking weird, man. Um, that game is really hard to talk about if you want people to play it. <laughs> it's just, it's weird. It That is an unsettling game. Like, when yep. it finished, I was just like, okay. And then, like, <laughs> and then you go on the Reddit and you find all the other stuff that has been going on with the ARG surrounding the game. And See, it's like, I haven't looked that stuff up yet. Maybe I'll do that later. <laughs> it's like every aspect is, like, five layers deep. And there's, like, more... Uh-huh. There's more narrative content out there like. Dude, what? (laughs) What? Yeah, that guy's insane. That guy Um, is actually insane. Did you finish the game, Paul? No, I got to finish. I got to do the last thing. Okay, all right. So did you get to the third act? Uh, There's kind of three acts to the game. Maybe not. Oh, okay. I d- I don't so you know. you still have some twists coming your way. I will say the second act 
it's long yeah. and it drags a little bit. Okay. The third act yeah. makes up for it. And then like the final like hour or so is so cool <laughs> in, in terms okay. of what they do. So like you still have some weird stuff coming your way. I will say, however, that first act is like the best part of the game. It, like when you're in like the, the wooded okay. house and everything. Yeah, sure. Just kind of like, I feel like everything is just firing on all cylinders there. It, it looks cool. It's creepy. You're getting like some of the best of the escape room kind of stuff. You know, there's. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but there's still some exciting stuff to come. <clears throat> I really think people need to play this game. Like it is definitely going to be it's I, you can definitely tell it's one of those games where people are going to look back and be like, oh, what was 2021 in gaming? And inscription will be on that list as, oh, I remember inscription. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. it is a memorable game for sure. You know, it kind of two games kind of come to mind and these games don't play anything like it, but just in terms of like the kind of the headspace and the mood that they occupy. And the first one, primarily Obra Dinn. I feel like okay. Inscription is like the stepbrother of Return of the Obra Dinn. Um, OK. And then the other one is like Outer Wilds. And that one's a little less, but just in terms of like this one is this is just like a special. There's some really cool stuff going on that hasn't been hit for before. So, you know, if you like maybe either of those games in kind of a like thematic uh, in a tonal way, you should do yourself a favor and, and play at least three hours of inscription and then play the other five <laughs> I finished it in about eight. How long to beat had at 11? I finished it in around eight hours. So, oh, okay, cool. Uh, last I played a dicey dungeon came out on game pass. So I started that up again. Cause that's, th that's the best Yahtzee game. And sometimes you just want to play some dungeon crawling Yahtzee, uh, right. Where your character turns into a bear and the shopkeeper will stop selling you stuff because you're too powerful and also a, a bear. Um, so that game's still just great. If you haven't played it, Game Pass is not. There's no better chance. I also saw it's on sale on Switch for like under four bucks. So you know, do yourself oh, a favor. Wow. Yeah, there's a Halloween special episode. There you go. What else do you want? Uh, that's all I've been playing. Let's do some of this news. Uh, this first one getting reported from Jeff Grubb. Over on Giant Bomb's Grub Snacks uh, show, one verse one hundred is definitely in development at Microsoft. Good, nice. Can, can I get a fuck yeah? Fuck yeah, okay. yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Like, oh. holy shit! This I would get excited <laughs> about this. Um, for those who don't know, one verse one hundred was a game from back in two thousand nine on the three sixty where you just did like a trivia game show online multiplayer with like your friends and thousands of other people. And the, the person who got picked for, it was based on the game show one verse 100. You had the chance of winning like Microsoft points. I never even made it. One person was the one a hundred people were the hundred and everyone else was the crowd. I, I was only ever in the crowd. Did you guys ever get further than that? No, no, no. <clears throat> and who was the host that they got? Do you remember? Well, the actual original show was Bob Saget, but I don't know who they got for the game. Yeah, the game. Because they got a specific guy. What was that guy's name? Because he was always Chris Cashman. That's who it was. 
I don't remember that at all. But yeah, I believe you. I need to watch some YouTube videos of this. This was such a weird, it was ahead of its time, honestly. And I would love if it came back. So that would be very cool. Apparently it's in development at Altspace VR, which is part of Microsoft's Mixed Reality division. Um, Weird. Yeah, they're definitely making the game and it seems like it's coming from the Altspace VR team. They're spearheading the project and all of the avatars we saw in the Microsoft Teams thing last week, they're going to use those avatars and bring that stuff in. I just hope that there's like an Xbox or a PC like game version of this and it's not a weird like VR only thing because then I really won't have access to it. Paul, I guess you would. Oh, yeah, uh, I guess. Anyway, they should do that. That would be that'd be awesome. Uh, The Steam Deck got delayed. Yeah, I saw that coming. Yeah, everything Um, else is getting like low production. There's no way they're going to pull off, especially with how popular the Steam Deck seemed. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that they did that. Uh, You know, they're blaming the chip shortage as for for sure. So. Yeah. Basically, if you're in the first rung of people that had a late uh, late 2021 release date that has now been pushed to February 2022nd, I'd still be surprised if they hit that. That's only yeah, me too. like two months later than this other thing. That doesn't seem like a long enough delay, but it really doesn't. I doubt they would want to delay it multiple times, so I would I would hope that they're confident in this one, but I guess we'll see. Speaking of delays, the play date got delayed. Yeah. Um. Got that email today. Yeah, I got the. E- Did you read the email? Yeah. Yeah. So the email said like there was a battery issue with their first five hundred thousand. Sorry, five thousand units. So they sent all five thousand of them back to get a different battery. And then there was a piece in there about like they had to change the chipset they wanted because if they wanted to use the original chipset that they had planned, they would have to wait seven hundred and thirty days. For those chips. That'll be wow. two uh, years. Yeah. Insane. Two years. Um, so they, they are also blaming the chip shorters. They're like, let us tell you, like, it is very real. <clears throat> um, so they've also pushed from a late 2021 to an early 2022. Again, I'll be surprised if that makes it. But they seem pretty confident in this new date in, in, in terms of their email. So we'll see. Uh, Jeff Keighley got out there and said um, or promised there's going to be no NFT stuff at the Game Awards. And I think it's hilarious that he made this announcement. (laughs) It seems necessary at this point, the way people have been. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like, yeah, everything is getting sponsored by Crypto.com or something. You know what I mean? Like. Every time I go to the movie theater, there's a trailer for something NFT or crypto related. Uh, well, Discord had a backlash way. because they tweeted out a thing showing Ethereum connection through Discord and a bunch of people canceled their subscriptions. Yep. I know a lot of game developers uh, in the last couple of weeks when they had their shareholder meeting or their quarterly uh, financials, they had to kind of talk about NFTs and what their strategy is or if they have a strategy or whatever. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's pretty funny that he just had to say, we're not going to do any NFT stuff for the game awards. Great. Yeah, it is at the point where that distinction does have to be made. Well, it's almost it's like a meme at this point. Like it's a joke if you're backing this in some kind of way, you know? 
Yeah, I don't know if it was just like a bunch of cryptos or something got out there and just started spawning. I've seen a bunch of shady, shitty Twitch streamers like pimping stuff that they even said they don't believe in. Like it's been a weird like couple weeks. For I crypto. mean, there's definitely like a thing, something happening with crypto and NFTs. I don't know if it's a bubble that's going to break, but every it is on the rise. And I feel like as more and more are talking it, it is, it is bringing more and more and it's just snowballing. And yeah. We're definitely in a moment right now of all this stuff. So, <clears throat> which is why we want to announce TDP plus. Oh here. God! <laughs> T- TDP plus plus. Yeah. yeah. Now fund us with crypto. Um, announce all this short little browser extension. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Earn money by listening. And, and there you go. Um. Rainbow Six Extraction announced today uh, that their their game is going to cost $40 and come with a buddy pass. Mm. Which is pretty interesting. Um, yeah. So we know crypt, uh, Extraction is coming January 20th. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> and um, that's the Rainbow Six Siege spinoff game where they're like infected zombies i don't know whatever yeah um, it's their left for dead like type thing exactly yeah um 40 yeah buddy pass i think that's a timed buddy pass of like two weeks so it's not like a like an actual buddy pass that we've come to know from like ea games uh um like it takes two and such yeah uh i have a feeling this just means eventually this thing's going to be free to play and they're trying to get a bit of money right off the gate from yeah. people excited before they drop it entirely. I have a, um, this makes me think they didn't feel confident they could sell it at a 60 priced game because it's going to be a service game. And they know that eventually it will be free to play. But let's see if we can milk just a little bit off the very beginning and get a bunch of numbers. It looks like it should be free to play. Well, I mean, I don't know about that. Like, Siege wasn't... Is, is Siege free at the moment? I don't think it even is, right? I don't remember if there's a free tier. I think there might be. And then yeah, you can I'm, buy, like, a $10, like, intro pack with get, that gets you some stuff. I mean, there's definitely, like, battle passes and stuff in there, but... There yeah, is that. I, That's different. <clears throat> I feel like it just kind of shows, like, where multiplayer shooters are these days. It's battle passes, it's seasonal expansions. Like, look at Destiny. That's free to play. You know, Overwatch 2 is free to play, right? The rest of their plan. Except, except I don't for know. the campaign I guess so. content. I think that was paid. I can't remember what it was. Also, who knows what's going on with that game? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, Buddy Pass. I think you can actually give the Buddy Pass up to two people because it's a three-player game, so... Look for that. I'm I'm looking for. I like co-op games, so you know I'm looking forward to playing that game. Uh, there's a Twitch app now on Switch. Yep. Yep. Um, more interestingly, we have some news about what's coming from Microsoft's or I guess Xbox's Compulsion Games. Uh, they purchased this uh, studio. Um, this is the studio that did We Happy Few. Uh, they're working on a game called Midnight, which uh, is going to be a single player game. And it's alongside this reveal was Pentiment, 
a murder mystery RPG from Obsidian, which that one sounds awesome. Yeah. So some more games coming from Xbox Game Studios, obviously, but uh, I'm definitely excited. I can't wait to whatever. see something about it. That'll be yeah. cool. These are just some code names that were, or I don't know if Pentanent is a, that's got to be a code name. But anyways, Murder Mystery RPG mm. from Obsidian. Yeah, Sounds that's great. checking a lot of boxes for me. Totally. Uh, speaking of Microsoft updates, the Xbox app on PC will soon allow players to install games in any folder and use mods. Nice. About it's time. huge. Yep. Yep. Good for them. Uh, I had a bit of sales info from Forza Horizon 5. I just wanted to mention Phil Spencer tweeted out. They got 4.5 million players so far across PC, cloud and console for Forza Horizon 5, showing that. Uh, it's the largest launch day for an Xbox Game Studios game. Oh, and wow. it's okay. so and so far it's peak concurrent is three times that that Forza Horizon 4 ever got. Wow. Wow. So that was back on the 9th. And then I saw a tweet just earlier from today saying they've already passed 6 million players. Jesus. Good Lord. So a lot of people are excited for Forza Horizon 5. I'm just glad to see them doing so well. It's a great game. So. It's very good. If you have Game Pass, you should check it out. Absolutely. Like it is. It is such a gorgeous looking game. Like it's very good. Uh, we got some news on the Devil May Cry anime. Is this a Netflix thing? Yeah, I think Anyone so, because it's the Castlevania guy. Okay. <laughs> this last <laughs> point is great. Yeah, the last yeah. point is great. So let me just read these four points for you. <laughs> script one, sorry, season one scripts are done. Eight episodes, multi-season arc. Virgil and Lady confirmed to make appearances. Capcom sure. sh- uh, supports the show. Shankar works directly with, oh man, Hero... Hiroyuki Hiroki Kobayashi Kobayashi Hiroyuki and then this last one is Chris Kobayashi. Pratt will not voice anybody that's so good <laughs> that's, this is IGN's reporting so they asked about that I feel like this is very similar to Jeff Keighley having to say no we won't have any NFT stuff at the game awards Chris um, Pratt is basically an NFT for voice actors so that makes sense I, it's so I almost feel bad for that guy he got voiced in, or cast in two things and now it's a meme I do not at all feel bad. Have you been seeing that stuff going around that Matt Barry should be voicing Garfield? No. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking good. And, and they're right. That would be an absolute slam dunk. Holy shit. People need to watch what we do in the shadows. That show is so good. Um, And on a downer note, we'll end with a downer here. Great. <laughs> A better Let's Ubisoft, uh, the group of people trying to help change Ubisoft. This is like the, the developers themselves, the people that, you know, are staging walkouts, trying to make a change within Ubisoft, not the higher ups of Ubisoft. Right. Yeah. Uh, tweeted a hundred days ago, we signed our open letter and sent out our, our four key demands. None of our demands have been met. So today we're launching a new petition open for all to our supporters to sign. So this is like a public facing thing. You can go sign and show of support and solidarity. Um, but, you know, just a little glimpse behind the curtain that apparently Ubisoft is not doing much to get better. Regardless of what the CEOs might be putting out in press releases. Uh, and then yeah. that kind of got tied with a little image saying, you disappoint us, M. Gimont. 
um, which is a very which is a reference to the emails that Far Cry Six was getting was sending people about, hey, how why don't you come back and play the game? You only played for a few hours. Why don't you come play some more Far Cry Six? Did you guys hear about those emails? Yes, I saw them. I saw screenshots of them, and uh, they so shit. those are the most egregious of them. They've been doing this for years. I. <laughs> The, one of my funny, one of the funniest ones is I got an email from one of my friends is clip playing siege of him losing the match. <laughs> and there's this little be like, you could have helped this or something. I was just like, what the fuck is this? Wow. That's, that's rough. <laughs> just throwing your friend on under the bus right there. I mean, he's in the chat. It's I am 3d Homer <laughs> and he got an email showing him a loss that he got earlier in the week or whatever their emails game is so fucking weird it's that's so insane. weird that's, yeah. i haven't heard about that that's weird every time i see an ubisoft uh email i start smiling a little bit to see what dumb shit they're pulling now <laughs> they they've done some dumb shit that's for sure um let's look at the emails that people sent us or you know the question um Topdownperspective at gmail.com is the email address. You can also send it on Twitter at TDP Podcast, uh, our Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. Those are all great ways to send questions into the show. Oh. Um, I'll read this for some, from Kevin. <clears throat> How do you feel about supporting a game by buying merchandise? I'm asking because there are games I'd be okay with supporting more, but not if it means buying junk I don't care about. Also, does your answer change if we're talking about in-game cosmetics and DLC instead of merchandise? Sure. Uh, yeah. I stopped buying special editions because I also don't want shit in my room anymore. Yeah, I'll buy merch for something if I like it and I actually want the stuff. It's rare because, again, I don't yeah. need a bunch of yeah. stuff in my apartment. But I have some, like, posters from Supergiant Games, for examples. I yeah, love yeah, those sure. games. Yeah, I fully agree. Like Collector's editions are just, they just take up too much space after a while. Yeah. 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 I, and like, I guess it's on the onus for them, just like any company, to make something worth buying that I want to buy, right? So, like, yeah. they should make merchandise. And if it's good, I will buy it. <laughs> so I'm down for it for sure. But uh, not just, like, I'm not I'm no longer OK with just buying like a mug that says a game name on it or something like I don't care about sure. that. You have to make something. I feel that. very similar about like anything on like the my Nintendo rewards thing is no, I don't yeah. need a Pikmin branded face towel. Sure. Yeah, picking up Mario Party for pre-order, I got a set of Mario Party uh, postcards and I'm like, I'm never going to use this. Yeah, I'll see Um, because there's a lot like almost anything. It's a pre-order bonus at this point. It'll be like I think there was like an Animal Crossing. Oh, no, no, no. It was a it was a Pokemon one. You get a little notepad. OK, no, I'm good. We're, we're not the target market for that that stuff at this point. Yeah. Totally. <clears throat> DLC, though, that's like a whole different thing. Like, sure, if I if I want what they're selling, like I'll buy some DLC, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Same, same with yeah. cosmetics. Yeah. Yeah, in-game anything, if I like a game, I will sometimes just buy it because I support the company that way. I'm definitely more likely to drop another $20 on a company for, like, an in-game something or other, especially if it's a multiplayer thing that I can show it off to other people 
than like I don't know a postcard or something that's going to go in the garbage <laughs> at some point. Right. I will say like if if kind of the genesis of this question is like how to support the developer more or something. I would recommend buying the game directly from their website as opposed to going through like Steam. You'll still get a Steam code for the game, but they won't have to give that extra cut to Steam. On uh, Humble as well, when you buy stuff, there's a slider. You can put it all to the developer to make sure that like nobody else cuts into it or charity or split it that way. That's usually a decent way to. Yeah, there's good ways to do it. Tsukusuku writes in and says, I was listening to another podcast and one of the hosts was mentioned having waterfalls you can dive off in a game makes a game a 10 out of 10 for them. It was obviously a joke, but are there similar minor things in the game that can make a game be a 10 out of 10 for you? Besides double jumping, Sean, what do you got? Uh, petting the dog. Petting the dog will increase the score. I don't know if it'll make it a 10 out of 10, but for this. Right. Well, I don't think instance, anything we'll say yes. like putting a double jump in your game is not going to give me give you a 10 out of 10. I'll tell you. No, that. It's easily a 10 out of 10. Double um, jump. It's your it's the it's the right step forward. That's for sure. But just yeah. some things that like you should be doing some things I expect from every game. Here's the checklist. A double. Yeah, jump. here we go. You got to yeah. be able to pet the dog or cat, whatever, whatever the creature is. You got to be able to pet it. Is there something behind your waterfall? No, don't put a waterfall in the game. Yeah, okay. That's all I got off the top of my head. What's your checklist? I mean, the double jump. Like, if you don't have a double jump, I got really into air dashing, too. I really like air dashing. I don't know why. Something just feels good about it. Track editors. Track editors. Okay. That's a big one for me. Or, like, customization editors, trick editors, character editors. Okay. Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, making your own thing. Sure. That's a that's a good one actually. Uh if we're talking games that don't have those features on the regular, uh let's say stuff like jetpacks or helicopters, like anything that lets you fly. Okay. And yeah, as long as it okay. handles well. It has to handle at least decently well. Oh, sorry. You just you just uh, quick side note cuz I was thinking about the uh character editors and I was going to add on it, anytime there's a character editor, if if you could hit a random button, I would really appreciate that. Because sometimes I just want to cycle nice through to a have, bunch yeah. of yeah. You know, until yep. I find one I like. I don't want to do any of the work. And then this tangent tan- tan- back to Forza Horizon 5. When you start up, and they've had this for a few, you can put your name in and they'll actually say your name. They recorded a whole bunch of different names. Yeah. You can also pick a nickname this time, which is new. Yep. And some of the nicknames they have put are the most insane shit. They're so funny. So... I got I put, I sent a list to some, my friend. They got stuff like Abraham Lincoln. Nice. Um, okay, that's good. Count Drifula. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh Madam President. Okay, pretty good. Oh, uh, well, I got, I'm going to I'm going to scroll up and see the list I sent. So, give me a minute. Okay. Okay. Pr- uh Prime Minister Thingy Majig X Nighthawk My Lady Bantosaurus Rex. I think those are all the ones I called out, but I lo- they recorded. So every single time I like log into the game, they're like, welcome. Welcome back. Count Drifula. Like, damn right. Pretty good. Uh, next one from dead. What's your biggest tip for navigating the Internet for someone growing up? Let's use the benchmark ages of 7, 10, 13, and 16. If you want to tailor specific advice for specific ages. Oh. Uh, 
I'm kind of of the opinion kids under the age of 15 shouldn't be on the internet, period. I don't, I don't think you can do under 15. I don't think that's physically there's, possible. That's not possible. I don't possible. think that's physical. Like, at schools use the internet. Like, Dude, I don't ten, think that's even 10 possible. and under is hard to be like, yeah, no kids on the internet as is. By my way, people under 20 wouldn't be able to use the internet, <laughs> but I mean, that's just me. Well, I think what there should be is there should be different internets, right? It's like, here's, yeah, well, the, here's the teen internet. <laughs> Here's Theoretically, the internet. What there was that? I mean, there's a whole thing on YouTube now where you have to say if some things for children specifically because right. YouTube those kids. internets got mixed. That was bad. <laughs> that was real bad. I think that still is a problem. It's still but. happening. Yeah. I mean, I have one. I have a rule that blankets them all, and I still abide by this myself. Don't post anything on the internet that you don't that want you on the front say. page of Reddit. Oh, okay. Sure. Those are words I live by. Don't say or or post anything that you wouldn't want to see show up on the front page of Reddit. <clears throat> don't give your ASL. Yeah, definitely don't give your ASL. I don't know if I have like specific stuff for each age of this. Uh, I wouldn't say that either. Like I'm even thinking like when did I start using the internet on the regular? I the first time I remember using it I was like 10. Yeah, probably, right? Around I want to say I was probably eight. It was kind of a different time, though, because, yeah. like, internet, well, I'll speak for myself. Internet for me was, like, AOL chat rooms that if you said, like, shit, you would get banned, and, like, your ISP would write your parents' email about it. So you never really what t- talked weird mess in AOL chat rooms. And, like, the only time you would ever log on is to look up Mortal Kombat 2 combos. I mean, it's fair. Yeah, when I when I had access to the Internet, I, it wasn't on my phone. It was just on a computer that had to tie up the phone line. In the so. living room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember when the Internet was two tin cans connected by a string. Yeah. You just had to shout in <laughs> to the friend next is. door. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing is, like, we could, like, limit stuff for these ages, but, like, I know as a kid, I was looking at shit I shouldn't have been looking at. And I know, oh, Paul, totally. you were, like... What? <laughs> I mean, um, yes, but... <laughs> I, I, I feel like the advice isn't really for kids at this point. It's more so for the parents. Like, don't totally. let your kids just use the internet unsupervised until they're, like, 13. But as yeah. as that kid, I would have hated if my mom. Was I know I would have hated that as well too. But yeah. like as and someone with foresight, be, it's like, oh cool no, adults. you should do that now. See, like we're trying to be like the cool adults that are like giving the M-rated game to the little guy. Yeah, like, but at the same back. time, when we were kids, you know, computers didn't remember your credit card number. You didn't. True. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't just so that, look into someone's purse and find like their phone and then get access to a store that wants thousands upon thousands of video game dollars. To to that extent, though, like we're trying to say what the seven year old should or shouldn't do on the Internet. I bet we have no fucking idea what a seven the seven year old Internet is like. They're probably doing stuff on the Internet. We've never even considered I mean, or my nephews of. are watching Hot Wheels reviews. OK, so like the same thing we're doing reviews. on the Internet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I am to believe from the way people our age talk about kid their kids or whatever. The only thing kids do on the internet is watch YouTube stuff. Yeah. And like maybe play a, a couple apps on their iPad or something. 
which is fine. Oh. That's that's right internet use. Watch a video, don't comment on it, don't do any of that stuff. Just watch it and leave. Yeah, I mean still like i i still feel like i'm unqualified because i bet is there uh, a youtube app that like is literally just you can type in what video you want to watch and then click it and not read comments not read the description? i think that is youtube kids youtube kids has comments turned off okay yeah i mean okay. regular youtube you just don't scroll down right but if you're a kid or you giving it to a kid that doesn't work because a kid's gonna oh, do okay. whatever yeah i'm assuming youtube kids probably they probably just don't allow comments on the videos because why would they need comments right yeah i don't know man uh, maybe john's nephew's got it right i don't think the like the internet peaked with hot wheels reviews as yeah, far as I I'm think, concerned i think they really that's the smart thing <laughs> what else do you even need it for <laughs> to know which hot wheel is better than the other one i know like, one of my nephews every now and he'll show me like there's like this weird woodworking channel he watches and they're like they okay. take like popsicle sticks and then they just make like some like crazy art out of it or stuff like that. It's all like these weird like uh, maker videos, but not like five minute crafts, more like here's actual crafts. The, this kid's going to be like handier than you are. Well, I mean, considering his father repairs cars, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, dude, I wish we had like that shit growing up. I was the kid that was like into those stupid science books that were just like pictures of stuff and like oh, those are called about. science textbooks. I I they wish textbooks. I wish we had all the stuff that we kind of had now, but limited like it was back in the day. Like I think half the reason okay. we aren't just completely messed up by the internet from when we grew up was because it was so limited. You could only view so much of it. There was only so much going on, and it was still like this wild west of things happening instead of like corporate uh, commercial landscape. Yeah, you wanted to f you wanted to look at a boob. You had to go out in the woods and find a magazine. You had, yeah, you actually had to go to a store and yeah, hope you had that to work the, for they it. weren't looking. Yeah, you had true. to put it inside of a different magazine on the outside, so you they didn't know what you're looking at. No, yeah, I'm now you can just put it on your porn. phone. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Like it's too easy. They don't know how easy they got it. I wasn't actually kidding when I said that the internet growing up, for the most part, was like looking up Mortal Kombat combos or looking up something in Silent yeah. Hill, like how to get past a part. Like that's all it was. There's text a lot files. Of, yeah. A lot of my internet was MSN Messenger and Yeah, uh, that too. Yep. Um like reading a bunch of web comics. Like ICQ, MSN, uh, a bunch of forums, and forums. Uh, yeah. and yeah, Mega Tokyo. <coughs> Mega Tokyo, uh, yep. Homestar Runner. Yep. Sure. Yep. Penny Arcade. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I remember I had a friend who's like our like routine. Every time you had like a birthday, you went over to his house. It's like we're going to watch the decline of video gaming uh, flash animations. All of them again. And we've watched these like eight times because this is the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> sure. Um, Hebrew Lantern writes, what is your favorite type of pasta? It's, uh, lasagna, unless that's cheating. I also really like lasagna. I, yeah, well, I mean, it, it. I don't think it's cheating. You could like it's it's the same as any other pasta with like a meat sauce, right? Yeah, but if you want something yeah. that's like you know stirred in proper, not like baked like that, uh, let's say okay. penne. Penne's okay, like, penne's like a good. good one. Yeah. Yep. He says I like rotini and shells. I also like shells. I I feel like my favorites they have a bit more like tortellini. You're gonna get some meat in there. Tortellini is nice. 
Um, does Noki count? Or is that a potato? That's a potato. That's a potato. It's kind of like half a pasta, right? It's like a stuffed like it, pasta in a way, but it's like it's definitely with, like yeah. a close relative of. A I think pasta. I think even what what the actual noodle part is like a potato noodle. What about do pierogies count? Is that a pasta? No, that's definitely not a pasta. Oh, pierogies are great though. If we could, they talk are about great for a second. Yeah, I haven't had them in a long time. I should have some pierogies. Yeah, there was a bar uh, near my university where on Wednesdays it was like pierogi night and you could, they would basically make nachos, but with pierogies mm. instead of chips. Sure. That makes sense. That was just great. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, I like penne. Yeah. Penne is great. I kind of just don't I, like any stringy pastas. Like I don't, I don't love linguine. I don't like spaghetti at all. Uh, I like linguine. Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, here's the, here's the secret that big pasta won't tell you. It all tastes <laughs> the fucking same. Sure, it's the texture. It's the yeah. same reason why I won't eat like Shanghai noodles and Chinese food, or I just won't eat noodles that are kind of thin. Sure. Okay. Uh, Comments writer X writes, what's the most unusual and possibly unneeded port, not remaster of a game you've ever heard of? Unusual. The Last of Us HD really was sure. needed. Yeah, there's a few of those that are like, we release this again on PS4 because we Skyrim. could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Skyrim. I yeah. remember one that confused a lot of us was when they they did a like Deadpool HD, like yeah. four months after the other one came out. But that was also because like the consoles had just come out. So it was like, well, we're going to sell it on the new consoles. So here's the yeah. better one. But it was like, this just came out. What? I remember that was a big... That's a good answer. Yeah, that was shitty. I remember that. Uh, Phantom Agus, Ahoy TDP crew. This month marks the 20th anniversary for the Xbox. What are your fondest memories with the consoles or games related to the brand? Uh, I won my original Xbox in a raffle. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So that like at, at the time, the most recent system I had was the N64. So it was just like that was just like such a big step up. And then just getting to play stuff like Halo. I was excited for Jet Set Radio Future and Ninja Gaiden, which became some of my favorite games. Just stuff like that. It was just really fun to have. And then playing all like all these other games like Splinter Cell for the first time was mind blowing. Um, Playing online with Xbox Live for Crimson Skies and Mech Assault and all that stuff. And Halo 2 was all crazy. Probably stuff like that, yeah. Sure. Do you have anything, Paul? Uh, Yeah, so one of our friends in our group uh, growing up, he was the one that got the Xbox. I just remember going to his house on, like, the Friday or Saturday, ordering some pizzas and just, like, playing mainly halo for a while there but fusion frenzy was a big one for a group for a while uh just whatever i will say right now is kind of like the reawakening era for me for xbox because i haven't cared about xbox uh maybe ever because i never really owned one i had a 360 to play a few things with people but like game pass and the way they've been kind of catering to like pc players and stuff like that like, I'm definitely really on board the Xbox uh, 
brand right now for sure. I'm really into them. Yeah, you I mean you got that tattoo, right? Yeah, but I can't show it on Twitch. TOS. Yeah, it's okay. I you already showed me, and that's all I care about. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get my Xbox until like way after, so I definitely have. So the 360 was my first Xbox, and I have so many great memories because I had my 360 like right in those like golden years of your youth of like you know 12 to 16 where it's like everything yeah. you like here you're gonna you're never gonna forget it and it's the it's the best time in the world so like sure. you know getting guitar hero 2 on that thing and playing that rock band is you know i bring up rock band all the time viva pinata i loved i have great memories of one versus 100 you know coming home after school and then the three guys i was just chatting with we all get on a party chat and we try and help each other do this dumb trivia show together before we all go off to dinner like that was a blast um yeah just like doing endless set lists on rock band while drinking like too much mountain dew as a teenager and eating chicken nuggets until like one in the morning like that's living baby yeah Uh, am I next for the question? You are. VGC Kenny writes, do you think that Sneak King 2 or any other meme game could be a good one more thing? <laughs> or would it be weird that the game that they'd want to hype up the most is by technical standards not very good? It would be terrible. It's a bad idea. <laughs> meme games are meme games for a reason. Usually the sequel's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. It's like when Bubsy uh, came back because it was just irony. Uh, people wanted it back for irony of that sake. And they're like, oh, no, this game kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, I feel like if if like bringing it back, it'd be like, well, it was bad the first time. So like you have to make it good now. Like they have to know exactly what the joke is. I feel similarly with like Deadly Premonition. It's like that yeah. if it was almost kind of like lightning in a bottle. Like you really think you can do it again? Oh, you can't. Yeah. OK, well, that was a bummer. <laughs> um. But we'll always have the first one. I don't know. I would love a Sneak King 2. That first game sure. is, is ridiculous. That, As someone hey, who's played Doritos through it, I know I'm good. <laughs> one of those I, I was played through. I've played through that. I'll take a new one. I'll take a new level. Some DLC. A I'll new break level. out my copy. DLC. Yeah, there you go. Hey, we got a Doritos Crash Course 2. And it wasn't That's that true, bad. but that game was decent. And it's the studio yeah. that actually went on to make Dead by Daylight. So... Speaking of Dead by Daylight, second part to this question, uh, once they show off the trailer for Sneak King 2, another trailer featuring the king happens. It's a bit confusing at first, but it's either revealed, but it is then revealed that the king is going to be the next killer in (laughs) Dead by Daylight. I'm in. Do you think anyone would take that seriously? Dude, that'd be fantastic. That is what I would love. That's some good irony bucks. Yeah, that would be good. And what's great is like, he actually has like some kind of weird teleportation powers. So like, that would be so yeah. incredibly good. Like, it would honestly be down. like a t- it would honestly be kind of like a layup. It would be an easy buy for a lot of people. Yeah. I would re-download that game. I haven't put any money into that game. I would re-download that game and buy that DLC because I need to spend some time with that. All right, Lineback writes, we've all been bored at work. Tell us some of the craziest things you've done while on shift. I've recorded uh, episodes of Superman at one of my old jobs. Uh, you've recorded a lot of stuff at your I, old I, job. I, re- I recorded YouTube video, multiple YouTube videos at my old job because it was a 12-hour shift that was either like 7 a.m. to p.m. or 7 p.m. to a.m. 
Couldn't do anything the AM PM because that was normal working hours. But the PM to AM shift, you could get away with a lot. <laughs> so I had this briefcase that I carried with me to work that had a laptop in it, a video game console, capture cards and headphones or microphones and everything. And just found an empty office room like at like 1 a.m. in the morning and just recorded stuff there. Uh, other times I would just bring like a packet of games with me and be like, all right, well, today shifts when there's nothing going on. I'm going to try to beat this game or stuff like that. That's what started me doing game clearing again was just having nothing to do with one of my jobs. Yeah, you definitely recorded some podcasts. Yep, we have recorded from there. I have streamed from there. Uh, it was there were some ill-advised decisions. I streamed an NES game. I literally brought an NES with me to to that place and tried to stream from there for a charity marathon. I don't I definitely don't have anything as good as that. I can't think of anything really stupid I've ever done at work. Um unfortunately. Uh in my line of work there's a lot of downtime uh, in between things coming in and when I used to do more of the warehousing and like the guy who actually drove around between aircraft to do stuff I would sometime and before we had like these digital locks and everything on the doors and we had key lock I would put up a sign that says gone for lunch back in 15 minutes lock the door and go play at the arcade for like hours and then come back <laughs> see if anybody was there gone to the mall a few times after locking up the door to go do shopping for Christmas yeah a lot of downtime I definitely went to like the bathroom for a while and with like my DS and just played games in the stall for a while but that's about nice. it nice nice Uh, Ailita writes in and says, you are given the ability to teleport anywhere you want for a limited amount of time before you are sent back home. Say, 12 hours, for example. Where would you want to go for 12 hours? Bank vault. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, wait, you, that means you're stuck in the bank vault for 12 hours. Well, yeah, well, banks are closed for more than 12 hours, so. Okay, well, I'm just saying, like, keep that in mind. Yeah, you're, you're, you can't leave whenever you want. Uh, I mean, I would just it, use it to yeah. travel. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I was gonna say, if you want an actual answer, totally. like I would go to another country and just do sightseeing for 12 hours. Yeah, 12 yep. hours, come back here, sleep for eight hours. Rinse and repeat like every week, every like Saturday would be like, where am I going this time? I don't know. Ireland. Let's do that. Pick a new town each day. <clears throat> so if you're just given the ability to do this at any point for 12 hours at a time, Boy, that would make going to work way easier. Yeah, but then <laughs> you'd be stuck there for four hours after your shift unless you run a 12-hour shift. I run 12, 10 to 12-hour shifts. Then so you'd be set. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But man, if Boy, there's a I mean, problem at work and then like your 12 hours is off, it just takes you back home. You're like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And uh, Gutang Clan writes, is there a game... Uh, you were most likely not going to pick up, but then played a free demo of it, and your mind was changed to purchase the game. Oh, yeah. Outriders is the most recent one. When I played that demo, I was just like, this is actually really fun. My demo progress is going to carry over. Done. Sure. I feel like I'm at the point where I don't play a demo anymore. It's just like, am I going to get this? Yes or no. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I don't really play demos too much. So the last time I 
I guess I there was I like rented Mortal Kombat 9 from Blockbuster and then bought it. Same with L.A. Noir. About it, though. And that's going to do it for questions. So if you would like to send in some questions for next week, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's P.O. Box. What's your game of the week? Unpacking Mario Party. I'm going to give it to inscription. Um, if you are a patron at the top tier, you can submit a game now. Our poll will be going up next week, but the, the submission thread is now live. Oh, God. And if you would like to hear us talk about Eter- Marvel's Eternals, that episode of TVP went live earlier this week, so you can check that out. Um, the next episode we're doing in two Mondays from now is going to be all about everything Ghostbusters. Oh, I'm so excited for that one. <laughs> uh, so look forward to that. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.